All these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up thy cross, and follow me. And it says, uh, furthermore, that that man went away sad, hallelujah, because he realized that he could not do what Jesus was asking him to do. Now we're going to skip down to 28, verse 28, still in chapter 10. It says, then Peter began to say unto him, lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, verily I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Somebody say now in this time. Houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Somebody say and in the world to come eternal life. Hallelujah. But in this time, you shall receive a hundredfold. Amen. Amen. So let us now go to Luke 17. Hallelujah. We're going to start at verse 11. And it says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face and his feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are but where are the nine? There are not found that return to glory to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Somebody say whole. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And we're going to skip down to verse 28. It says, Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they did drink, they brought, their, they bought, they sold, and they planted, and they built. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day of the Son of Man, when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff is in the house, and his stuff is in the house, let him not go down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him not likewise return back. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So if we had a title today, hallelujah. It would be, I'm going to leave it right here. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to look back. Mark 10, 46 and 52 is what we had read today. And I thought it was so funny because... <laughs> 
if all of the scriptures that I have read, somebody is leaving something behind. Amen. And Jesus even told us, don't be like Lot's wife and look back. Amen. Because some stuff we can leave. Hallelujah. But still be trying to figure out how we can get back to it. Looking back longingly. It's one thing to look back over your life. Hallelujah. It's another thing to look back and try to get back there. Amen. Amen. So with Mark 10, 46 and 52, this is what it says. And this is what blessed me this morning. It says, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people and a great number of people Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting away his garment, somebody say, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Amen. Now, in one of the first things we read, we're talking about some lepers, hallelujah. And now we're talking about a blind man. And Jesus was also telling us how in some of the scriptures that when the time comes for the kingdom to come, that the kingdom of God is not an observation. It's nothing that you can see, right? But it is on the inside of you. Now, our message today is, I am going to leave it right here. Thinking of the, the lepers, being a leper and being blind, you were considered to be accursed, right? And you were an outcast and nobody wanted to have anything to do with you. However, the lepers came to Jesus and the Lord healed them. But they were healed as they went, right? And so in that time, it was customary that if you were healed of leprosy, you would go to the priest so that they could pronounce you know, whatever their blessing or overuse that you could enter back into society, right? Because you were an outcast. You were not allowed to go where others went. You were not allowed to be in the presence of other people that were considered to be clean because you were unclean. So, but there was one who as he went and saw his healing, decided to turn around right? And this is the, I'm going to leave this right here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because there are some things in our life that God processes us through. And we want to fit in. Hallelujah. We want to be a part. We want to say that we was in the end. Hallelujah. But there are times when you have to give up what you think it should be and do what God is calling you. That was something in him yearning to go back and to say, Lord, thank you. Yes. That's something innate in you. That's like, Lord, I just want to thank you. And he followed him. And in the following, the Lord said, now be made whole. See, everybody else got their healing, but they were never made whole. There is a difference. 
When God makes you whole, hallelujah, he restores you back to the place you were, hallelujah, God. Before you were ever broken. Hallelujah. What an amazing God that can restore you back to the place you were. Before you messed up. Before you were disappointed. Before you were heartbroken. Before you were lied on and kind of figured out that the world could be a cruel place. God can restore you back to that place. The place of innocence. Hallelujah. In his wholeness. So now we get to blind Bartimaeus. And blindness again considered a curse. But the thing that got me in this story was how, thank you Jesus. He threw away or cast away his garment before he even got to Jesus. Because in that time, you know, when you're blind, you can't work, right? What you gonna do? So you gotta beg. So in that time, they gave you garments so that you had permission to be a beggar. So let's think about that. I have on my cape. I'm a beggar. I am dependent upon the people around me to be generous and to give me whatever they're going to give me, right? Now, I hear that Jesus is coming. And I begin to cry out to him to say, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the people around me that would be my source, right? Because I'm a beggar. So the people around me are the ones giving me money or food or whatever it is that I need. Or when it's cold, I'm, I'm gaining shelter from the people around me. And because I have on this garment, it lets them know that they are allowed to, to give to me, right? And they are the main ones telling me to be quiet. Don't say nothing. Shh, you're being too loud. As, as I told prophetess today, you're being so extra. Hallelujah. Cause that's what people say about me when I'm extra hallelujah and I am hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah but now here it says that when Jesus called him he's still blind still can't see still dependent when Jesus called him he cast off his garment the very thing that would say I, you're able to help me you're able to, to give unto me the very thing that classified him as being a blind beggar. He cast off his garment and said, you know what? I'm going to leave this thing right here. Hallelujah! I'm going to leave this thing right here. And I'm going to go to the one that I know by faith can heal me. And when he heals me, I already know I ain't going to need this. And I ain't going to turn back around and look at it. Hallelujah. I'm just going to follow him wherever he goes. And Jesus said, thy faith hath made you whole. Hallelujah. There is wholeness in many ways. What must it be like to be someone who is dependent on everybody? What does that make you feel like on the inside? To know that one, I'm cursed, according to what they say, right? And isn't that something, how sometimes we look at ourselves according to what people have said, hallelujah, according to where we have been, hallelujah, the garments that we have had on throughout our life, hallelujah, some things that people have put on us, hallelujah, hallelujah. But God said today, you're going to leave it right here, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to leave it right here. Because the wholeness part comes in 
where God said, I'll restore you back to my original plan for you. Yes. Hallelujah. To the original purpose from which I gave you to be in. I will restore you to that whole place. Hallelujah. Because before we fell, we was whole. Amen. Amen. We wasn't lacking nothing. We wasn't in need of nothing. But after we fell, mm -hmm. now we got to work. Hallelujah. Yes. Got to sweat of our brow. And, and some of us still sweating. Hallelujah. Yes. I tell people, I don't know why you trying to sweat. That was after the curse. Hallelujah. I'm trying to be relaxed <laughs> and at peace and at rest. Hallelujah. Yes. I want that where the water comes up. I don't want to have to water no plants. Hallelujah. Mm. My Lord. I'm trying to get back there to that place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. So here we have this man who by faith, who by hearing, takes off his garments and leaves them there. And that's why Jesus was saying that there shall be a man in the field you can have two men in the field, and one of them going to be left. Or if you're on the rooftop and you hear, don't go back in. That's what God is saying. Leave it there. Yes. Don't go back in to, to try to figure out or to try to get your mind wrapped around. Just leave it there. And come on. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Because even with the, the Pharisees, right? We, we read the story of the Pharisees when Jesus said, you know, why call me good? It's only one good but the Father. And he said, well, if you have done all of these things, the Pharisee said, from a youth, I've done these things. And some of us have done things, you know, some of us don't got the story of, of being in the world or, uh, you know, out there wild. Amen. <laughs> some of us might have story. You know, Amen. And that don't, that don't mean that you ain't more of a miracle than somebody who was out there. Amen? Amen. Because all of it is God keeping us. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. You know, I don't have the story of being a drug addict and God delivering me miraculously because I've never used drugs. Amen. Hallelujah. But that don't make me less of a miracle than somebody who has. Amen. And don't make you more of a miracle of somebody who has it. Right? Amen. Because we all saved by grace. That's right. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we can get so caught up in what we did. You know, yeah, I grew up in church. I wasn't right, but I knew what to do. Amen. I could do the shiver, you know. <laughs> Amen. You know, you learn, you learn churchisms when you are a church yes. baby. You know, like, oh, like that little side thing, you know. Amen. <laughs> You know, you learn how to, when they hit the C, the key, you yes. oh, that's, that's the shout, oh, yeah. that's the shout sound. Or as they're going up on the scale as the pastor is preaching, when he gets to that one note and hold his ear, you know, that's when, that's your turn to stand up, preach. Yeah. <laughs> wow. These are things that we learn, right? Amen. We can look so sanctified and look like we got it all together, but when you leave out, My hallelujah, God. hallelujah, heart still ain't right. Mm -hmm. That ain't something nobody can see. That's right. Hallelujah. I mean, I got to be out sleeping with everybody, but my heart not right. Mm -hmm. But I got the, but I got the key though. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. yes. And so the Lord tells this young man to sell everything you own. Leave it here and follow me. But we start calculating. Well, if I leave it here, when am I get it back? <laughs> That's what we do. I've done it. Amen. Like, Amen. Lord, I know what you said, but God, how long is it going to take me to recoup that? Mm -hmm. That's been a you know a minute. Amen. But God tells us, and then sometimes we have been taught that we got to give up everything, right? And we gonna get it in heaven. That's not what He said. You read it yourself. That's why I had you repeat it. He said, "In this lifetime, yes, in this lifetime, 
There is nobody that can forsake mother, father, houses, land, wife, children for the gospel's sake and for me in this lifetime and I not repay you a hundred My God. My God. I'm going to give it to you now while you're here. But don't not forsake it and then be expecting me to give you a hundredfold. Some of us want to hold on to the, like Lot's wife, right? Mm -hmm. You turn around and look and turn into salt and you stuck. You wonder why you can't turn back around. Well, you salt now, you're not pliable. Like, what is that? Because there is a longing for what was. My God. There's a longing for what used to be. And the reality is you ain't never going to get back no. to what was. We ain't never going to get back to what used to be. Amen. There are a lot of things that I would like to what was. Mm -hmm. But I realized that, like I told prophets today, 2009 is gone. Amen. I'm never going back to 2009. It is 2021. Mm -hmm. And I cannot keep trying to recreate. And that's what some of us do in church. We still try to recreate Azusa Street. That happened in 19, what, 70s something? 1980s? It is 2021. Stop re trying to recreate where God was and be where he is. In the right now. Understanding that, yes, he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. No, our God does not change. There is no shadow of turning in him. He is God Almighty all by himself. But the Lord is still a progressive God. And the, the things that the children of, of today deal with, you would never even think of dealing with when you were little. There was a different level of innocence in the world. The things that are exposed to, we were never exposed to when we were little. If you really think about your childhood, I know for myself, I was playing with dolls and running around and still being a little sometime hallelujah. I really, when I feel like playing, I feel like playing, hallelujah. And I realize now, you know, there's some things that are innate in us, right? And we're resolute about things. It's like, no, that's not what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And we have these personality traits that God has given us from the very beginning of who we are so that it helps us as we are growing. And then you find out as life progresses, right? Just like blind Bartimaeus, people try to keep you in this place that they have placed on you. Keep you clothed in these garments that they have given you so they can recognize who you are. But I don't need you to recognize me. I need God to recognize me so I can recognize myself. Some of us are still going on what we look like, a false identity. You got a false identity because you still ain't seen yourself in the word and you ain't seen what God has said about you about you. So we walk around with these garments that say, oh, you can, you can help him on Sundays. You can give food to him on Wednesdays. You know, you can, you can, uh, you can comfort him about his situation and make him feel good about staying there. But the kingdom of God so that we do not feel good about where we are, but we get up and become productive. I can cast off this garment because once the kingdom comes, I don't need your help. God has made me self-sufficient, right? Because in him, I can do all things. So if he now becomes my source, you are now just a resource. But I find that people don't want you to really get to know God as the source because they want to still be the resource. You cannot be my resource. I mean my source. I cannot be your source. Because all things do not come out of me. I am a resource. We have resources. 
of it if it wasn't mine to begin with. If I wasn't the producer of it. Amen? So God is saying, leave it here and don't look back. That mindset that says, well, I got to do this because this is what's expected of me. Even though it may be contrary to what God is calling you to do or pulling you to do. Hallelujah. It can keep you from your wholeness. Yes, you can get healed. Hallelujah. But to take the next step, and God wasn't punishing the people that denied that didn't come back because he healed them as they went. And they were healed too. So it wasn't like he was like, oh, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to help. He helped them too. Everybody got healed. But it was one that decided to leave it all there. I'm going to leave. You know what? I know we got traditions. And I know we got a way of doing things. But when I look at my hand, and I see that my finger didn't move back, when I realized that I couldn't even, I couldn't even scratch my arm or my back, and I realized that, yo, my hand is whole, my hand is healed, I got fingertips again, there are nails here, when I realized that I touched my ear and my earlobe is back, I don't really care about what the priest got to say. I want to go back to the source that delivered me, oh that healed my hand. That healed my ear. That healed my emotions. Yes. That healed my sight. That brought me out of darkness. I want to go back to the source and I'm going to lay before them and say, Lord, thank you. Yes. Thank you for what you did for me. I know I could be over here saying, look, look, I'm home. But I don't want to say, look. I want to say, Lord, thank you yes. for delivering me. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Because when I look back, Hallelujah. Not with, I don't long for that. I don't long to be in that place of separation. Because guess what? When nobody was touching me, when nobody wanted to be around me, you came and healed me. Hallelujah. Isn't that so amazing? How people can ostracize you for where you are. And, and, and when you're in a bad way, they can keep reminding you of how bad you are and how terrible you are and what a terrible decision you made and all these different things. And, and God come in and he ain't judging you. Hallelujah. He doesn't judge you. He's not looking at you like, look at you, a mess. He doesn't do any of that. But with open arms, he comes to you and he loves on you yes. and he says if you accept me as your My savior God. I have so much more for you I have a whole government that I will bestow upon you hallelujah I have a whole system that I will teach you how to work hallelujah I will make you whole all of these things God does for us but yet and still after he does it there is something about people that want you to still come and look at them and say should we accept you? I don't need your acceptance. Hallelujah. And we have to get delivered from people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's at a place we were on the phone. Prophets like, you know, you just be transparent. You just be honest. I'll be so honest with where I am. You know why? Because it ain't about y'all. I told her pastor sometimes we saying stuff on the on the Bible study line, and she know I be going through with my son and whatever. And she'll be like, you know, you know, just just saying the word. No, we have to walk in forgiveness. We have to walk in love. We have to be you know patient. All these things the word say, right? You ain't she ain't saying nothing that's wrong. And Pastor, you know, I've been looking at her like, okay, Pastor, look my faces. You know, I've 
know it is not a, this is your choice to forgive. No, he says, if you want to be forgiven, then you shall, you better forgive. I know that. But you know what? I don't like them right now. And I'm not thanking it to God. And I'll be honest with the Lord. I will, because you know what? The reality of the situation is, is that you don't got a heaven or a hell to put me in. But he do. And I thank God for grace. I thank God for mercy. I thank God for his patience with me. I thank God for his time. I thank him for all those things. I thank God that I have had to walk through some things. Even Pastor No, I'll be like, you know what? I'm at a place right now in my walk. We have our updates, hallelujah, where I don't want, I'm cutting everybody off. Everybody get the cut off. I don't want you calling. Don't call me because I'm not answering. I'm tired of people today. And pastor will look at me, she'll be like, all right, let me go, like, you know, okay. <laughs> and, you know, we gotta, <laughs> in her loving way, we gotta walk in love, you know, we have to, you know, you gotta, gotta keep people and restore people. And the Bible says that if your brother offends you, hallelujah, we are to forgive him, right? If he come back and repent. Now, repentance means that you saw what you did. You recognize that it was wrong. And now you've changed your mind about it. It's not a, I'm sorry. Okay? Because a lot of people say I'm sorry, but they ain't repenting. It's when you change your thought process about a thing. And then say I'm sorry. God is sorry for this. Because you understand and you know that what you did wasn't right in God's sight. So now you come back to the person and you say, you know what? I'm sorry that I did that to you, but I recognize that, you know, that wasn't God either. And I'm repenting for that. And for that, I forgive you, right? I forgive. And if you do it a hundred thousand times, because once you repent and your mind changes about it, you ain't going to do the same thing. Amen? So it might be something else that you do. Something else that I do. That I have to repent for. I got to recognize God showed to me and be like, you know what, Yumiko? That ain't me. And you be like, oh, that isn't you, is it? That ain't line up to what you said. And yeah, I don't, I don't see myself in the scripture. Like, I, I kind of see myself moving in the opposite direction, Lord. So I, I realized that I need to line up with what you said. So let me, uh, let me repent and understand that what I did wasn't right. Because that's not how we think here in this kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. But before I get to the repent, I'm not going to tell you I'm sorry if I ain't sorry. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, Jesus. And some people might be like, well, you are the prophet. And you, you, you know, you walk in God. And you, uh, yeah, I do all of that. And I still am who I am. But I'm being honest. Because I have to be honest with the Lord, right? Ain't no need for me to get before God and get before people and try to placate you just because. And be like, oh, I'm so sorry. But in my heart, I don't mean that I'm sorry. And even while I'm telling you I'm sorry, I'm looking at you cross-eyed like, you know, I can't stand you. But that's what we do, right? We get in front of people and we pretend and we pretend and be like, oh, you know what? We just going to make it work. We just going to make it work. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord, yes, God, because they know I'm your friend. But then when I turn around, I'm looking at you like, if a, if daggers could come out of my eye, I would stab you up. And that's the truth. That's the truth. And the only way we are going to be set free, the Bible says that the truth shall set you free. That he is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you be honest, when you read the truth and your truth does not line up to his truth, sometimes there is a process of time that God has to bring you through, right? He has to break some things in you because we have so many walls and hardened areas in our heart and all of these different things for what people have done and what people have said and how we feel about things. And the Lord got to break that in us so that you can get to the place to where you can go to somebody and really ask them something in sincerity and not feel like when they say something to you back, your response is, I really didn't want to come ask you anyway. And that's the truth. Like, let's just be honest. 
that's why some of us can't be break free because we're not honest. Bartimaeus was being honest. He took off that robe. He said, look, I know I'm blind, but I'm going to throw this robe down because I'm going to believe that he's going to heal me. And you know what? He's going to become my source. Because while I'm walking to him, ain't like I can see where I threw the robe to pick it back up. I'm still blind. You know what I'm saying? There are some things. It's like even for me, like a step. God be like, just take a step. Like I was telling probably I went to get Chinese food for everybody in my house on Saturday. And I said, oh, excuse me, Friday night. And I said, you know what? I want to get Chinese food. I went to my mom and said, you want Chinese food, mom? No, no, thank you. Okay. I went to my son. I don't talk to my son. Be straight up honest. For nothing. But I went and I knocked on the door. I said, Titus, would you like um, some Chinese food? Because I'm ordering Chinese food for everybody. Oh, no. Okay. Now, for somebody else, that may be like, well, you just ask me to do that one food. But for me, when I know me, I am that person that will be like, I will show you so much better than I can tell you. That's me. You talk about petty? Oh, I could be petty. I will put on all the petticoats, okay? For life. But God has to break that thing in you to where he is like, you know what? No. We're going to lead by example. And the Bible says, with loving kindness have I drawn them. So that means that you know what? I'm going to get you to the place and I'm going to deal with you so much that you're going to show loving kindness and be sincere in it. I didn't feel no type of way when I asked him, like, oh, I'm just doing this because I don't want the Lord to be mad at me. Because the Lord knows your heart anyway. He knows when you ain't being for real. But I did it because that was what was in my heart to do. That is what I wanted to do. And it's like, you know what, God? After I did it, I didn't feel no type of way about it. I was like, okay. Because before, I'm, like, I'm getting me a Niel Chinese food, and that's what it is. Mm. And I don't care how nobody feels about it. If you want your own food, get your food. That's you to eat. You grown, right? Being honest. I know some people are like, oh, she's telling me all that. Why she, you know, she's not supposed to be that way. We're so spiritual. We're leaders. I'm spiritual. And that's how come the Lord can correct me. Because I'm not going to get up here and tell you to do something or pretend to be something that I am not. And then tell you to do. Well, you got to love your neighbor, but I don't love mine. Like, you can't do that. But you're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Sister Missy said, all love body. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know what? In that honesty, in that moment, the Lord can begin to deal with you about your love walk, right? And that's the honest truth. And he can be like, you know what? I know that's what you think, but leave that thought process right here. And open yourself up and allow me to deal with you about love. And you know what? As you're reading the scriptures about love, as he's talking to you about love, it's a process. There may be days where you be like, mm -mm, Lord, mm -mm. I can't, Jesus. I just can't do it. But you know what? As God shows us and reveals to us the amount of love that he has given us. And that's what I had to come to the realization of. He was like, yo, you were a hot mess. Not just a mess, but a hot mess. <laughs> and I loved on you in your nasty, filthy state. Your mind was like, you, you had some backwards thinking. And even through some of the things I have brought you through, I have shown you how much love that I have for you. So how dare you? That's what the Lord said to me. 
how you can't show compassion. Didn't I show compassion to you? So these are the things that we are going to leave here today. We're going to leave it and we're not going to look back. When God shows us us, when we see ourselves, and that's what I had to learn. Listen, you ain't never getting back to where you were. Sister Terry, even though I know we're not old, old we not, right? <laughs> pastor, I'm looking at you, Pastor. I look at you. I'm not going to look at the Pastor. I'm going to look at you. Y'all think I'm looking at the wall. I'm not the only young one in here. Amen. But we never going to get back to 21. Hallelujah. Some of us don't want to go back to 21, but amen. Because we never going to get back to 21. So don't try to recreate 21. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm now 47. I don't. Why would I try to be 21? You understand what I'm saying? But some of us have been in places to where we held ourselves or we are always trying to get back to this place. And we keep ourselves in this vicious cycle of trying to get back someplace that we are never going to get back to. Instead of allowing God to come in right now where you are and take you further, mm. right? Because he said, if you forsake all of that, I'll give you a hundredfold yes. in this lifetime. I'll restore it back to you. Whatever it is you think you lost, don't try to recreate it. Just leave it there. Because I'm going to take you someplace and do something greater in you. Greater. Greater than what was. Greater than what your thought process could have been. Amen. Because we're limited in our thinking. God ain't got no limits on what he thinks. He created a whole universe. And some stuff we still discover. Like, we don't even know a name for that. What is that? Right? Because of his creativeness. So let that same creative God lead you. Yes. Guide you. Direct you. Instead of trying to redirect and re, re, um, like, what's that? What's the, um, the, the, the car thing say? Reroute. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> you always try to get to the place that you, right, you, you, um, went back to so you yes, then your mind you're like oh I just turned down this street and the thing is like reroute 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 it's going to take you another direction but you're still going to get to the destination that you're supposed to get to yep. amen recalculate recalculate <laughs> amen sometimes we can we can miss it and the Lord be like reroute reroute we just try to keep turning like no no I'll go back what if I just turn around and go back we're like rerouting rerouting and rerouting and you're like no God don't reroute me and the Lord's like It may not be down this street, but trust me, the next street gonna get you. Yes. Amen? Amen. 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 So today, let us leave it there. Let us leave those old mindsets, those old ways of thinking, those old garments that we need to take off, right? Because they have been what is defining us, how people have looked at us, how we have looked at ourselves. God's like, take that old stuff off. And let me reroute you. I'll leave that's another message. Reroute me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Reroute. Hallelujah. That's what it is. Recalculate. Let me recalculate. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the word is, I'm going to leave it right here. And I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to look back at it. I'm going to focus on God and what he has for me. And not just get the healing, but I want to be made whole. Oh. Yeah. Amen. 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 So we thank God for his word today, asking the Lord to bless. God, we just thank you right now, Lord. We thank you, God, that, Lord, even as you are rerouting us, God, we're going to leave it there. When you show us something, Father, that should not be a part of us, oh God, that we need to just take off, oh God. Hallelujah. Even Lazarus, you had to take off his grave clothes. Hallelujah. And leave it there. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we thank you, God. That today, God, we can leave it here, oh God, and not try to create what the past was, but move forward in 
you, God. Yes. From this point on, oh God, focus yes. on those things and focus on the processes that you have in us, oh God. Understanding that in us is impossible. Yes. But through you, Father, all yes. things are possible. Yes, God. All things are possible through God. Loving that unlovable neighbor is possible yes. through God. Being compassionate to that child is possible yes. through God. Yes. Hallelujah. Being kind, God. Hallelujah to those that treat us ill is possible through God. Mm. Hallelujah. Yes. So we thank you today, God, for the possibilities. And we love you and we magnify you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 Turn it back over to Pastor. Amen. 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.